Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Rainbow Dice Club. Yay. We are an LGBTQ2IA+, actual play, Dungeons & Dragons 5e podcast. <laughs> my name is Lex. <laughs> I am your dungeon master. My pronouns are they, she. And I am joined by the wonderful cast, my four wonderful castmates, Ari, Weira, Supriya, and Dusty. You guys can introduce yourselves as you'd like. My name is Dusty. My pronouns are she, they, and I play Ivy Nightbreeze Tinker Fay. And honestly, I scare old ladies, so I don't have any other room to talk. True story. <laughs> I am Supriya, otherwise known as Zoop. Um, my pronouns are she, her. I play Ziva, whose pronouns are also she, her. And I would like you to know that 10 in binary is just 10, 10. I am Ariana. My pronouns are she, her. I play Alara Spinnelspark, whose pronouns are also she, her. And I am really happy and excited to be back from our recording break because I missed all of these humans a lot. Aww. Hello, folks. My name is Weira. Uh, my pronouns are she, they, and I play Varys, whose pronouns are he, they. And I missed everyone so much. Happy New Year. And I've decided that this year I shall bleed for better reasons. Wow. That got a little I dark, but okay. have so um, many concerns. <laughs> Before we begin, I would like to give a brief disclaimer that about half of us are currently sick. If you can't tell, I am currently getting over COVID, so my voice is garbage. You sound but pretty okay, though. bear with us. Yeah, it's totally fine. This week, we want to shout out Mythcraft RPG, a new TTRPG with a robust character creation system. Players will have the power to design and play the character of their dreams. Their Kickstarter is live now, so see the link in our show notes or follow them at the Homebrew D&D for more information. Hey friends, Ariana here with your content warnings for today's episode. Today's episode includes emotional distress, panic attacks, profanity, religion, and religious cults. Last time, after defeating a strange worm monster, the group destroyed the portal that the monster came through, and then worked to rescue Burnon Gleaves, aka Manifer, from under the rocks that fell and crushed him when the mine collapsed. As they left the mine to get the very injured Manifer to a nearby medic setup, Varys found an aquamarine that seemed to be emitting an extreme cold energy. The group returned to their rooms in the Mountain Peak pub. Alara and Varys did a science experiment, Varys learned about runes, Ivy read her father's old books, and Ziva survived another nightmare, this time without setting things on fire. Ivy and Ziva confused Riston by not specifying what a usual breakfast is for them, then when joined by the others, planned on going to the Nishadi Temple and the local science guild for information. To try and protect herself, Ziva turned invisible. Right now, we are in the Mountain Peak pub while the, while the group is finishing up breakfast. Ziva is currently invisible, and so we are on a time crunch. And I will periodically be reminding you guys of how much time is left. You have one hour before Ziva's invisibility ends. Dun, 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 dun. Who's drinking orange juice? Ivy's allergic. Allergic to oranges. Okay. Yeah. Fuck it. Why not? 
I'm sitting with my orange juice and like slowly backing away from Ivy then. <laughs> uh, your orange juice suddenly, wait, do, do things go invisible when I touch them or it's only what's on my person? It's only what's on your person. Okay, so your orange juice glass suddenly lifts in the air and some of the orange juice disappears. <laughs> oh. Shall we go? All right, I guess we'll go. And then the door to the tavern opens, but nobody enters or leaves. Okay. So you guys are, you see that the, the orange juice glass is back on the table, but you you hear the door. Okay, Varys gets up and goes to the door like, well, I guess we're going then. Let's go. I follow. So an, an invisible Ziva, gesture as invisible as she can, gestures them <laughs> out of the bar. You guys start heading through town, and it takes about five to ten minutes to walk to the temple. So on the way, can we check out these fucking gems? Yes. You can make an arcana check if you'd like to look at these gems while you're walking. Um, oh, um, before I forget, did, we didn't investigate the, um, the sapphire last night. Could we investigate it on the way? No, I don't have it. Um, Ziva has it. No, I'm pretty sure you took it from Ziva, actually. Ziva! And we do, while we're on it, I think we should also investigate the geode. Yeah, I, I think Ivy has that one. But Ziva, Ziva, Ziva? <laughs> up, up ahead a little bit, you see somebody trip. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to, like, run over and, like, just, like, gestured, are you okay, to the person? Um, and I'm just, like, looking around. Ziva, do you have the sapphire? No, all rocks were taken off my person. With good reason. With very good reason. So do I have the sapphire? Yes. Okay, so Alara's face will probably drop <laughs> um, in, like, panic for a minute. And I'll, you'll see me start patting, um, you'll see me start patting all of the pockets on my jacket. And I'll reach in on one side, reach in on the other side, on the top, on the bottom, on the back. Ivy's going to count how, every time you have a pocket. She's going, one, two, three, four. Paris leans over to Ivy and goes, do you think that she might name them all? <laughs> Or just the jacket. If she did, I think it should be something very stupid, like Bob, Rob, Tom, Jennifer, Bob. Oh, it's like all similar, and except for one that's named Jennifer. Just one. Yes, of course. You will have counted. You will have counted twenty-one of them, but you will have only seen. I want to say like, I'm not one, two, three, four, five, six, twelve. I think you have seen twelve, but you you will have counted me doing twenty-one different hand hand, hand movements. <laughs> 26. Oh, I think she's done. A squirrel runs by. It looks very, very upset, but you can't figure out why. Oh, my God. Oh, God. What did you do okay. to the fucking squirrel? Just chased it. Okay. So out of one of my inside pockets, um, I'll pull out the sapphire. Okay, really sorry. I did not know that I had this. And usually I keep a pretty good like count on my gems. I mean, I feel like I would get lost in your pockets. I can't even imagine a gem getting lost in your pockets. That's fair. That's a fair point. Heal me. Shh. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to um, do an arc. I guess an arcana check is the, is the way to go. Yes, you can make an arcana check on this gem. Okay, come on. Ivy, would you like to check it or would you like me to? That's a good one. It's a total of 24. I got an 18. Okay. Uh, Ivy hands the geode over. So we're going to start with the sapphire before 
we do the other one. Um, with the 24, you really don't get any magical information from this. It seems like it's just a rock. Okay. I'll say, um, nope, it's just a sapphire. And I'll put it back in my pocket. Sus. <laughs> Not trusting the DM at all. <laughs> all right, Varys, would you like to roll Arcana on the geode? I would very much. Um, so Varys will take the geode from Ivy. Um, thank you very much. And he'll just kind of look it over, like hold it up, examine it. As they walk, of course, not stopping. Uh, that is 23. So with a 23, you also don't get any magical information from this. You remember that with the geode being put into the animatronic, there's a solid chance that Ziva just pushed the animatronic when she put the rock in there. And that's what you guys saw as it, quote unquote, moving. <laughs> And then nobody investigated it further and just assumed that it had magic. But you don't notice any magic right now. No, I love it. <laughs> Interesting. Speaking of speaking of what Ziva does, you did, if you paid attention, notice that the person who tripped now had flowers in their hair that they didn't have before. <laughs> oh my god, Ziva. Varys just lets out a long, heavy sigh and hands the geode back to Ivy and goes, cheers to babysitting. <laughs> I'll drink to that. How can we babysit something we can't see? Quite difficult. Oh, it's very easy, actually. Oh, different responses, okay. Uh, we just do a little call and response. Marco! <laughs> so as you guys are approaching the Nishadi temple, you are approaching this. It's not a very large building, and it's fairly understated when you look at it. Um, but you can see from a distance that basically the top of it, the roofing is all skylight, and there seems to be a mechanism that covers up the roofing during the day. So from the inside, so you can still see the glass during the day right now, but it doesn't overheat the inside and make it, you know, hell when you walk inside. Um, and you walk into this stone building. It's a building that's made out of stone. This kind of, it's a darker color, but it's it's made out of stone, the volcanic rock of the crater um, built into this temple with the skylight ceilings. And you, you do see a few people around. Is there anywhere in particular, anything in particular you guys want to know about the place right now? Are the priests hot? I'm looking to see if anyone looks like Ziva. Just on the off chance. I'm gonna, I would like to make a perception So check. my question still stands. <laughs> that is the same thing I asked. That's amazing. You don't see anybody that looks, you don't see anybody that you would mistake for Ziva. In the sense like you guys are looking for somebody that, you know, this monster you guys fought in the mines might have mistaken Ziva for. Right. There's nobody in here that you would mistake for Ziva. I have a question. Are there any like portraits or paintings or pictures on the walls? No, there are none. What kind of outfits are they wearing? So you see there's, there's not too many. There's a few people that look like they're just townspeople and they might just be worshipers of Nishadi who are there for just some religious time. You know, as you do when you're religious. I am not religious, so that's what I call it. But you also do see an older older man uh, with long, straight gray hair. And he looks over at you and you see these piercing blue eyes. And he is dressed kind of in this 
it's like a wrap dress with a, with pants on and it's all like darker colors with um, kind of what look like stars embedded in the fabric. So it's like sparkly. And how big about is this building? This building is not very big. It looks like a, about the same size as two houses put together. And the houses here are fairly modest. The worship space is very open and you can lay back at night and look up at the stars if you wanted to. It's like all right underneath the skylight area. And you can worship Nishadi again, who is the god of celestial bodies in the sense of like stars, out other planets, meteors, comets. Observing the night sky is really the forefront of it. You'd see a large telescope in the middle of this space where should you want to look closer at certain things, you can. It's a space that tries not to reflect too much light because when you're trying to look at the stars at night, light pollution is a problem. And so it's a space that has a fairly darker color palette. When you think of like nebula colors, so darker purples and darker blues. And uh, in order to use the telescope, is there like a box that you have to like put a donation in? You don't have to. But you can. You can. What it was making me think of is like in Hindu temples, when you go there, they have like the different the different alcoves with with the various gods, and in each one, there's usually a little box that you can drop like um, an offering into. Usually, like when people do donate in this church, it, it is for upkeep primarily. I think um, Alara is probably looking up, just kind of piecing together what you said, and then I'll just look at the others and um, be like. I bet they have a really, really nice view of the Falling Star Festival. I completely agree. Um, can Varys look around and see if he can clock like a statue of Nishadi or any kind of depiction of the god? If you'd like to actually make um, a perception check. Um, Ivy feels a small hand kind of hold hers. Uh, Ivy holds her hand back, squeezes Aww. a bit. Uh, it's a 15. So you do see, um, it's not an altar. It's not a statue that people would be praying towards. There is a small statue though, kind of at the back of the room that depicts this dragonborn person with, again, these this dark coloration, this kind of navy dark blue, but with this twinkle of starlight along every single edge of, of their scales. And they are just standing there similarly dressed to the gentleman you've already seen kind of wearing this like flowing cloak. And they just, they're they're standing there. And that is a depiction of Nishadi, uh, the god. Um, the donation box, Varys will walk up and plop in a silver. Okay. Just kind of keeping an eye out around. You see, you see that older human man that I mentioned before. You also, however, see a young young elven woman she's running through coming up to that man you know dressed similarly in this kind of flowing cloak with pants she has a half shaven head the other half is has this this long intricate braid work she has a dark complexion and when you see her face you see multiple facial piercings and these pale 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 gray eyes you see her running up to this older gentleman, not in a worried sense, but in a, you know, we got to just keep moving, keep things going, kind of like urgency. I would like to listen into their conversation discreetly. I mean, I just want to nonchalantly walk over like I'm looking at the things. 
And then I would say... Deception? Yeah, deception. So that they don't think you're listening to you. To them. Who else would like to listen in? Is anybody else listening in? Um, before I answer that, are there any other rooms? Or it's only this one main room? 16. Wait, no, I'm sorry, that's an 18. 18? There's only the one main room that you see easily accessible. You do see a few door, like a door to what you would assume would be an office space. But it clearly says on the door, employees only. So there's no other open doors? No, not that okay. you can see. Uh, then I will, I will do, I will, I will sneak up. I will do a stealth. You can roll that with advantage because you are <laughs> invisible. Uh, Varys, what was your deception roll, please? Uh, 18. 18, and then Alara, what were you doing? Is there a window into the other door or is it just like a door? It's just a door. Okay. I mean, there's a window outside if you wanted to leave and look. No, in the... I wanted to look and like see if I could look into the other room. 18 as well. Okay. Hey, across the board. <laughs> well, it doesn't make sense. I can't look through the telescope because the, the top is closed. Yeah. I guess I will also be listening in then. Okay. So roll deception for me. Really hope it's not an at one. It's a 12. Okay. That's that would be a group pass, basically. So you guys are kind of looking around and getting an idea of what this place looks like and passing it off very well that you're not paying attention to anybody. And as you get closer, you hear this this young woman say to the man, she she's looking at him just a little bit, a little frustrated. And she goes, Cassius, it's not a problem or anything. I just, we need to make sure that everything's set up for tonight. Tonight's supposed to be the biggest night of the shower. We need to make sure everything's set up. If you're not, if you're just going to stand there and watch, quote unquote, watch over things, it's not helping because nobody's doing anything and no one else is here to help me right now. Um, excuse me. She turns and looks at you. Hey. Yes? Do you need some help? I couldn't, I'm, I wasn't, um, eavesdropping, but I did overhear you. Saying that you need some help. I mean... And if you're short-staffed, I'm visiting, and I'm really excited about the festival tonight. And, well, if I can help make it better in any way, I'd be more than happy to. Are are you followers of Nishadi? Yes. Deception, please. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I kind of want to take it at disadvantage, because that's really how yeah, she hesitated. Yeah, I mean, the way that... The way that you hesitated, I would say give it a disadvantage. The long pregnant pause. That's an eight. That pause was full term. It's an eight. Fertile <laughs> as fuck. When she she looks at you and she just goes, Okay, I mean, I'm not judging. Um, you don't you don't seem to fully I'm new. I'm just new. No. Yeah. Okay. Um Eager to learn. You're, I know you're not part of our temple. Um, I've never seen you here. Our our group is fairly small. Um, do, do you know what needs to happen for tonight, or do you need me to go through it all? No, yeah. I, um, I'm i a really, really fast learner, but I have absolutely no idea. That's really strange. This is basically the biggest holiday of our of our religion. Um, and you don't know? New, um, new convert. New, she like, fully does not believe you that you're a convert, um, and she's a very trust trusting person. What's the part like that's before a convert? Like I'm sh shopping around a little, like I'm curious. Want to see? 
I'm the shoddy curious. <laughs> God damn it. She looks at you and it's just like, I don't know if you can help me. I appreciate the offer, but I, I really can't handhold to walk you through everything. I, I appreciate it. I'm just going to try and get Cassius to help me out here um, or see if he can get Merwin to come in and help me. All right. Well, I guess um, we'll be here just looking around this lovely church, lovely space. Wait, we? And she, like, because oh, she didn't fuck. make the connection that the three of you were together. Ivy immediately she- turns around. <laughs> like, nope. Mm-mm. Varys is very not near. I will nope. go into <laughs> my, um... Hmm. Are you pulling out Norman? No. <laughs> Please pull out Norman. I was gonna say, I'm like, you're really gonna pull out that jacked up spider? No, I thought about it for a second. I'm gonna reach into my pocket. No, just me, we, me, like we, Nashadi, the whole, every, just everything. I feel very full of um, uh, religion right now. Somebody <laughs> save her. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, maybe I'll have you set up some tables later. Yes, if that absolutely. Works. If I'm still here. Um, yeah. I'll keep, what was your name? Um, Alara. Okay, hi, my name is Rhea. Nice to meet you. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll come looking for you, Alara, if I need the help in a bit. Um, okay, I, yeah. I appreciate the offer. You're very welcome. Why doesn't Cassius want to help you? Oh, she's, she, you're saying this right in front yeah. of Cassius. Hey, Ka- hey, <laughs> hey, friend. <laughs> um, and he looks at you and he kind of just goes, well, someone needs to watch over all of the worshippers who are coming in today. That's what I am, a worshipper, a worshipper. That was the word that I was looking for. We just need someone to watch over the main worshipping space, or the main hall, so that very... everybody is taken care of. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm good at um, watching people. <laughs> very perceptive. I'm just saying, if you guys need help, please I'm... make a deception roll with God that, because we all know. Because you got terrible perception. I know I do. It's a nine. No, it's a ten. Wait, yeah, it's a ten. He looks at you and just goes, I I appreciate the offer, but I think I'm good. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, I guess, you know, if nothing else works out and I'm still here, I'm just saying I'm willing to help. Is there anything else I can help you with? No. Thank you. And I'll oh. walk away. Okay. From him. I would like to enter into one of the doors. Yes. So if you would like, you can stealth with advantage to get into the into the main office. That is a 19. Yes, you get into the main office, no problem. Nobody nobody sees you. You are literally invisible. <laughs> okay. I think that seeing the little bit of a mess that Alara just attempted very valiantly. Um Varys is going to start acting as though he's a new follower and it seems very lost and confused as he's looking at some of these worship relics and is like side glancing at the two of them like he wants to ask a question but isn't quite sure how to approach. Give me a performance check. 100%. What's Ivy doing right now? Watching a train wreck unfold. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so my question to you is... Uh, is there anything on the wall, i.e. dragon related other than the dragonborn 
Nishadi. I mean, there there are some depictions of dragons in a favorable light. Yes. Okay. Because Bia, I don't want Bia to like go into a hostile situation. No, this is a positive situation for dragons. You see them, you see them as decoration, basically, like as like stonework dragons in the stone of the walls, and they seem to be in playful, positive poses. So there's nothing untowards. Okay. Um, Ivy is going to have Bia sort of flit around to try and gain one of the followers' attention. Okay. Well, let's start with Varys. What was your performance check? Oh, it's a dirty 20. So with a dirty 20, Varys, you succeed. As Rhea is walking away from the encounter with Alara, kind of perplexed, she does see you like looking around kind of sheepishly, like that face that everyone has when they're like, I don't know who to ask or if I want to ask. I'm I'm anxious and nervous. And she comes over to you and she's about two feet shorter than you and looks at you and just goes, is there something I can help you with? You look a little lost. Oh, um, honestly, I feel a little lost. I, I won't lie. Um, this is my first time in a temple in a, quite some time. I, I'm not sure what I'm doing here, honestly. Well, welcome. Welcome. This is a safe space for anyone who wants to be here in Nishadi's embrace um, or anyone who's just curious about the space. Is there, are there any questions I can try to answer? You know, none of us have all the answers. Yeah, so he, he seems a little apprehensive at first. He's clearly a little embarrassed um, to have to ask. I, I suppose I'm just wondering, um, I have a few questions if you, don't, if you don't mind. I know you're terribly busy at the moment, get, probably getting ready. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a busy day for us, but I, I like... I like talking with people more than I like doing the monotonous sides of my jobs, you know? <laughs> That's fair. Um, this meteor shower, could you tell me a oh, bit about it? Oh, yeah. Um, so this meteor shower, I'm sure you know, it's a large festival here in Dragon's Nest and all of that. It's important to the religion surrounding Nishadi because... As you might know, it's called the Nishad Meteor Shower. It is named for our god. And it just marks a time when Nishad is really close with, with us. It's a time when they can communicate with us as, as in-depthly as possible. So it's basically a time of renewance, renewal for, for all of us in this religion. Um, unfortunately, it's only very visible to people in the Costras province and especially up here in Dragon's Nest. So other followers outside of the province might not be able to see it regularly, but we all take this time to think about what more could be out there and what more there is in this universe. It's a reminder that we are not the centers of the universe. We are merely pieces in it. I think that's beautiful. Does it have more prevalence here since there was a meteor crash that made the city? Well, of course. That's the other thing. This has become more of a holy space in some ways, this town, because we can see the meteor shower more clearly, but of course because Nishadi touched down here. Nishadi came and blessed us with this wonderful area that we can live in and 
use to appreciate all the gifts in this world. So did Mishadi was actually here or <laughs> sorry, well, I'm confused. That's the belief. You know, no one we don't fully know what happened, but today is a big deal. It is the tonight is the heaviest night of the meteor shower. And it's also the twentieth anniversary of when Dragon's Nest was formed in a way. The town wasn't formed, but the crater was made 20 years ago today, leading to what we now know as Dragon's Nest. Was there anything else that you need that you wanted to know? Um, a few things. There's, I don't know, it seems sort of strange to ask. I was speaking with somebody about the religion of Nishadi, just, you know, trying to find something to put faith in, of course, as I guess most people here are doing. I heard something strange about something called the Order, that it's tainted the reputation of the church or something. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, there, there's no Order. Insight check. Insight check. I was going to say, do an insight check for me. There is no Order. Sure. Am I close enough to be listening or no? Yeah, I'd say you could probably be listening. Can I insight check that as well? Sure. Somebody please. Ivy can as well. Ivy can. The only person who can't is Sapria or is Ziva because she's in a whole other room. I got um. I got a flat seventeen because I have no pluses to insight. I got a fourteen because I have no pluses to insight. Also twenty one. Nice. nice. I love this dice roller. So well, with the fourteen, Alara would hear that she answered very quickly. Mm-hmm. It was not a thoughtful answer, much like most of the rest of her answers. The rest of her answers, she took her time to explain. It was very quick and to the point. Varys, standing right in front of her, would notice that her dark complexion seemed to ashen in that moment. She got very pale when you mentioned the Order of Nishadi. And Ivy, you would have heard a bit of, you know, when you lie and there's that little little uptick in your voice, the little tell, you would have heard that. Sus. So basically, you all have figured out that She's hiding something from you. Yeah, we know. We spoke to the monster. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) I heard, I mean, that I'm relieved, honestly, to hear that. um, It was a little alarming to hear it, um, that they were connected to the Nine Hells or something. I'm not, it was quite strange. The Nine Hells? Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. I mean, I... I wonder if they were just a raving, you know... Somebody who wasn't quite sure what they were talking about. Who who were you talking uh, talking to? Was it somebody in town? No, it was somebody I had met um, outside of Rayalon. Okay, yeah. Um, no, there's there is no order of Nishadi. Um, it sounds terrifying if you think they were attached to, attached to the Nine Hells. This truly, it's. Um, I almost didn't come here. Fair enough. That's terrifying. No, we we. There are some in, in our religion who believe in Nishadi as a physical being and others who believe in them as as a concept, you know, the idea of being of them being something greater than us. But nobody in our religion connects them to the nine hells. That's good. Um you know, actually I think I do recall the name. Uh Kalian told me. Somebody named Kalian. She looks at you. Um, please make a deception deception check for me. Absolutely. Ivy's gonna hear this and she's gonna go, Oh, 
I'm looking for her as well. Both of you make deception checks. You you're also looking for Kaylian. She got a she got a five, so it's fine. She looks at you both and just and just goes, You're looking for her? Yes. Yes, of course. I, I thought she was dead. You spoke with her? Quite literally, like maybe a few months ago. Do you know her? She was bef before my time in the church, but I, I'm sorry, I have to go, I have to go. And she rushes over to Cassius very quickly, and they start whispering very rushedly. Before they run into the office and before we swing to Ziva, is there anything the three of you want to do? Yeah, Bia is going to um, flit around their heads to pull their attention, and Ivy's going to walk over and say, I I'm sorry if, if um, you misunderstood me. I'm looking for her because of her. And she points up to Bia, and she goes, uh, she was apparently in a group with her, and we've been trying to find her. Please make a deception roll. <laughs> Ivy. Ivy. That was my risky move, by the way. What is it? It's a nat 20. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Fuck. Nishadi, damn it. <laughs> she looks, they look at you. They both look at you. And they both, as you're saying that this little dragon is, is has something to do with Kaelian, Ka Cassius looks at you mostly. Rhea's too too nervous to say much at this point and Cassius goes look I'm very sorry we typically are perfectly fine with dragons of all shapes and sizes but if if this little one is is connected to Kaelian in any way shape or form I'm gonna ask you to both leave oh right now I I think I'm do a little bit of an explanation for that she's not a she wasn't a good person she was terrible terrible person she you need, I, I'm sorry, but if you, if at the very least, I need you and this, I need this dragon to be out of here. Alvaro's not with them. Um, Ivy looks up at Bia. He goes, I think you and I both know that these types of dragons aren't able to be evil. I don't. So what is the actual reason here? It's not the fact that the dragon could be evil. It's the fact that if, if the wrong people see her and recognize her as being connected to Kaelian, we need you. I, you cannot be here. Who is Kalian? What do you know about her? If you're looking for her, what do you know about her? I know that I'm not going to actually find her, but I need information about her. No one should be looking for information on her. Well, she's a stain on history. Be a stain she is, she is still one that needs to be seen. Unfortunately, she is mixed up in things that I am mixed up in. And I would like to get this fucking figured out. Before you continue, Ivy, I'm going to jump over to Ziva in the office. Okay, what do I see when I enter the office? So you see a it's a it's not a small room, but it's not a gigantic space either. You see kind of three desks in almost a U shape, one window to your right, and the three desks are in a U shape facing you. It looks like an N actually, because it's facing you. You see a series of bookshelves along the back wall. One of the desks is covered in disarray, a bunch of different different documents and papers. Another has a small statue of Nishadi um, with other little accoutrement things on there and little tchotchkes. Um, and the third has 
from this perspective, you can't see what's in the picture frame, but you see a picture frame and just standard office setup. Okay. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to use prestidigitation to create a smoke cloud. And I want to see if the smoke cloud goes anywhere. It doesn't go anywhere. Okay, so there are, there's no like wind blowing from a weird place or wind getting pulled into like an opening to like a secret underground tunnel. That would have been really cool, but no. <laughs> okay, so then she waves the smoke away. Next thing, can I do a perception check to see if anything pings my interest before I do an investigation check? Yes. So that is a 14. So I mentioned that statue of Nishadi uh, that was that's on one of the desks, and it looks a little bit more ornate than the one that's outside, despite it being smaller. That's a little interesting to you. You see, one thing that does draw attention is the fact that the books on the bookshelf, they vary drastically in age. Some of them look like they could be ancient tomes, and others look like they were printed yesterday. First thing I'm going to do, because Ziva's a herbo. A woman himbo. It's going to go up to the statue of Nishadi, the, the little figurine. And what are the accoutrements there? So instead of them just being kind of dressed in more muted, calm, like muted things that aren't super ornate, you see actual like gold, what looks like gold paint on the clothing of Nishadi, and they are carrying what looks like a diamond, but not really. Like it, the depiction in the statue is, it's made using a diamond, but it just looks like a small orb that they're holding. And that was not on the statue out front. And then you said there's like little stuff around it, right? Yeah, there's little tchotchkes. They don't really mean much. They're just kind of little trinkets. Okay. First thing I'm going to do is find a piece of paper. Well, there's a lot on the other desk. I'm going to ruffle through the pieces of paper. You do find a blank piece of paper underneath everything else, as well as a, a quill or a pen. Not pen, pencil. Okay. So I find a blank piece of paper, and I make an origami hat, and I put it on a shoddy. <laughs> Can you make a dexterity sleight of hand? Um, It is... Almost the best it is a 24. You make a fucking beautiful origami hat that's perfectly suited for this little dragon statue. It fits fits them beautifully. And then I investigate the old books. Roll investigation for me. Dad is a two. There are some books here. You know, again, some of them look really old. Others look really new. You don't really know why they would look that way or if... You know, the old ones even mean anything. It's just a lot of books. To you, it's a lot of books. You've never seen that many books in one place in, many, in that much before. Do any of the books say Kalian on them? You do not see the word Kalian, the name Kalian, or the phrase Order of Nishadi anywhere with that too. Do I see any with the date equaling 20 years ago? The books? Mm hmm No. What are some of the what are some of the titles that I see? You see a history of Oria as one of the older ones that are there. Um, you see Nishadi and what they mean to you. You see a couple of religious textbooks. I've made a hat. That was important. Mm -hmm. 
I would say that you have, you can do one more thing before we jump back to Ivy and they start heading towards the, towards the office. Okay. Supriya chose to make a character that's not that smart. So Ziva is going to look at the statue and say, hey, can you tell me what's going on? Can you make a perception check for me? That's a natural one. I'm gonna, oh I'm gonna God. use, I'm gonna use one of my rerolls. Okay, that is a 22. As you're asking this statue, this question about yourself, there's a glint coming from the orb that is coming from the window outside. The orb itself that the dragon, the dragonborn is holding is not emitting light. I need to make that clear to everyone here. Noted. But you do see a new glint of light that wasn't there a moment ago. And it's reflect. It is refracting in a way that is a little abnormal for even your untrained eyes. You know, you'd expect it to kind of it with this diamond shape, this carved out diamond, for it to kind of like explode outwards. This kind of like all over the place refraction of light, and it instead comes in and it hits hits the orb. And if you were to stand right in front of the statue, you would notice that it hits right at your chest, right below where your necklace is. Huh. That's my mole. That doesn't help me at all. I'm glad you remembered that. I was about to mention it to you in message. That's just, are you, are you just, listen, I come here to ask you for help. And all you do is point out the weird things about my body. That is really rude. (laughs) So I think, I think that I am, I think I've spent enough time. I mean, I think the origami hat took a while. I think I've spent enough time that I am berating the statue when the door opens. Yeah, I was going to say before we leave you, let's swing back over to Ivy. So you guys, you're over back with Cassius and Rhea. And Cassius looks at you and he kind of gives you this stern stare. And he just, he says, we need to take this conversation into the office. We cannot be having this conversation out here. If you're okay with it, follow me. We're going to go into the office. We'll keep talking. You're not in trouble. I just, we cannot have Kalian's name. And you hear him when he says the word, the name Kalian, his voice drops down. I'm okay with that. A few decibels. As they're walking, Ivy says, I have no intention of broadcasting this to the fucking world. I just need to know this so that me and my friends don't die. Fair enough. So the three of you walk into the office. Um, I'm going to ask Ziva, are you going to take this chance to get out of the office? Or are you going to stand there like a fly in the wall for the next 15 minutes until the invisibility wears off? I'm going to stand there like a fly in the wall for the next 15 minutes until the invisibility wears off. Cool. <laughs> and we don't know that Ziva's there, right? No. No. <laughs> no, you have no idea. I want to throttle her. <laughs> and and Varys and Alara are not in the, are not coming into the room with her because you guys are not Yeah, that's not what I was going to that's what I was thinking. established as being together. However, Varys is going to post up outside the door but like beside it so when the door opens he can like not that it, he'll, not on the side that it opens swings out too, but on the side that it just opens, he can duck in, just in case something goes wrong and he needs to go okay. in. Okay. And Alara, what is Alara doing? Anything interesting? Or are you just gonna? No, I think I'll probably stand on the other side of the door, um, and try to make fucking keep an eye out for any type of weird movement for Ziva. Okay. <laughs> She's like checking to see if anybody's hair is being done, if anyone's shoes are being tied. If- yeah, like I'm just watching everybody like very closely. 
seeing random trinkets getting pulled out of pockets as Ziva <laughs> tries to steal things. Yes. So Ziva is like berating the statue <sighs> when she hears the door, the doorknob turn. Yes. And she she like whirls around to face it, but no one can see. No one can see her. I'm going to have you roll stealth with advantage again, just to see how well you kind of keep out of people's way and avoid getting like, you know, smacked. That is an 18. All right. So nobody walks into you. You're not walking into people. You're doing you found a good corner to stand in and avoid people in the three of you walk or the four of you really walk in where you've got Ivy, Bia, Rhea and Cassius. The door shuts. Rhea looks at you and just and just says, I I can't even explain. I I don't know that much about it. But Kaylian is not a good person. Cassius, I need you to explain it to her. Why this is a problem. Like, we cannot have this, especially this week. We can't. (sighs) Our image was just getting better. Are you kidding me? I've pretty much gathered that Kaylian is the scum of the fucking earth. Um, Can we move on to why she was? So Cassius looks at you and he just goes, all right, so if you know about Kaelian, you know about the Order of Nishadi. Yes, unfortunately. The Order of Nishadi is a small sect of the, of the Nishadi religion, or they were. They basically, about 25 years ago, got it in their heads that the only thing that they could do to be more aligned with Nishadi is to meet them on the astral plane or in whatever plane they exist on, which, as you know, interplanar travel is a problem around here. Yep. Mm -hmm. Very much so. So doing it the magical, doing it like. (laughs) Ziva in the corner. (laughs) Yes, I think Ziva is actually cracking up. Oh, my God. I would like you to make another stealth check. (laughs) This time just flat. Okay, luckily it's a 19. Okay, you're you're good. No one noticed you dying. <laughs> Essentially, they decided that the best way to go about it is to have Nishadi open a portal for them. Okay. And to do that, they got it in their heads. They've got this fucking weird, messed up ritual that they had to do and Kaelian was the leader of, of this cult, essentially. It, it was a cult. It was a group of people who fed into this, gave all of their life savings away for it, everything, and moved to the top of this mountain alone back when this was still a mountain. Very cult-like behavior. Yeah. Kaelian was the ringleader of it all. Essentially, the fact that her name is coming up on the 20th anniversary is terrifying because well, I agree with she you. died. She died when that meteor hit and Shadi intervened, blessed them and who and whoever gets the honor of knowing them. Nishadi stopped her and knew that she could never, never complete this ritual. She tried once and it was, from what I understand, it was terrible. So you think that the whole Boom Gone Mountain thing was Nishadi stopping them? Yes. And so we do this ritual every year to celebrate Nishadi basically wiping out a cult. Well, it's also the only time that we know that Nishadi has come to our plane and touched down and intervened on the side of good. Can I ask what um, Kaylian looked like? Do you have a photo? We don't have a photo. I met her once years, years ago when I was 
about Rhea's age, when I was about 20, she had dark skin, long flowing black hair, kind of a coy smile whenever she looked at you. And that that's all I can really describe. You know, she just had this way about her that was apart from the people who fell for it. She was you could tell she was mischievous. You could tell she had ulterior motives going on. You would know that from that description, even though I'm terrible at describing people, he described almost exactly Ziva. So I'm sorry, I, I don't want the specifics of this ritual because obviously I don't want the knowledge of how to even go about performing something like this. But honestly, I can't even tell. Like I, The books were burned after when this all came went down. We destroyed as much of the knowledge of it as we can. Only some of us who have been around long enough to have lived through the cult. There are a few people who defected after the first time she ran, tried the, the ritual and it failed. They would know the most about it. Do you, Are any of those people here t- today? I mean, she's not here, but Merwin, she usually works here. Um, Where is she? She, she's, She'll be here later today. She's, she'll be around for the festival tonight. But she, she defected, and she actually is the reason why the temple came back to this area and why we're reclaiming this time. You say it's a time of celebrating the end of a cult. We say it's the end of a dark era in our history where tomato tomato yeah and we talk about just renewal and starting over and learning from the past and reincarnation Mm, you know there are some people who believe in reincarnation i i don't fully know if i believe in it was that what kaylian wanted i don't know she wanted to open she wanted she wanted to open a portal she didn't want reincarnation but did she want to bring Nishadi here? No, she wanted to go to Nishadi. She wanted to leave this plane and go to where they were. So she was essentially trying to like bring Nishadi over to this part of their... She wanted to impress them enough that they would open the portal from their side. But Nishadi maybe must have opened the portal and just sent down that meteor to stop them and prevent them from ascending. That was the big thing. They were looking for a, a manner of ascension, a way of joining the gods. Wow. Okay. Um, Ivy takes a moment and goes, okay, uh, I guess I just have one more question. Uh, she goes, after the media hit, was were there any survivors? Any, like, forgive me, but body parts? I mean, I I only heard stories from... There was there was this one adventuring party that was sent up the mountain right afterwards. Um, they said that there were some charred bodies around the crater. They didn't they didn't say that they saw they didn't find any survivors. As far as I know, they didn't find any survivors. And no one was missing. Everybody was charred and accounted for. I mean, there were a few that I I'm sure there were some that were quote unquote missing because. They might have been disintegrated. I mean, I don't know if how how you would expect to fare against a meteor strike. I I'm built different, but that's besides the point. <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. I'm to, I'm just trying to bring levity to a really fucking awful situation. I apologize. He looks at you and he's like, "What?" I apologize. Um, but I guess what I'm asking is, um, can you confirm that Kaylian's body was there? I mean. I'd have to go back to the report that that adventuring party sent in. And he looks over at Rhea and just says, do you remember what that the name of that group was? 
And she looks at him and goes, I mean, of course, I read that story a million times. It it was it was the the core four. Okay, now, now the fucking <laughs> At the name of the core four being said, Ziva almost collapses in complete complete loss. I would like you to make a wisdom save for me. From outside the door, I'm just gonna like I'm just like Varys, I wonder where Ziva went. I feel like by now she would have um alerted us to her presence. Um I'm a bit concerned about that as well. That's a natural one. Okay. Please tell me I don't set everyone on fire again. Oh, God. Do I set everyone on fire again? You collapse and you hit the coat rack and the coat rack bursts into flames. (laughs) And with that, I also believe that's enough magic to break your invisibility. Yeah. (laughs) Well, do I fall? So I imagine it's more like because until until this point. Everything that they're saying, she's like, yeah, there's other people who look like me. That's totally normal. There's other people who are like me. And they, they're like the core four. And I think she like gasps and like smacks the thing. Smacks it, sends it down to the ground. It bursts into flames and you fall to the like hit the hit the wall and fall down to the ground. Your yourself. Your invisibility completely shattered. You are fully visible in the corner of this room. And this coat rack that, thank God, is it, this is a stone building. Thank God. Aren't there other things my powers can do besides set things on fire? Apparently not. For the next minute. Oh, yeah. Be careful. For the next minute, any flammable object you touch that isn't being worn or carried by another creature bursts into flames. Awesome. So you are fire right now. Cool. Great. <laughs> Ivy feels the coat rack fall over and she immediately hides under a desk <laughs> with Mia. <laughs> do, do we hear the commotion outside? I don't think it's much of a commotion at this point, is it? It's just a coat racket. So that happens and Ivy goes, so this is what I was talking about. And they they see... So Cassius looks at you, his pale face gets even paler, and he just, he backs away, and he just, I, and he looks at Ivy and goes, why were you asking about her? What, what, why is she, how is she here? Can we make perception checks? Yes, you guys can make perception checks. I want both Varys and Alara to make perception checks to hear the commotion. Natural 20. 17. Natural 20 for a total of 22. Natural 20 and a 17. Varys, you in the second you hear the coat rack fall, you know that something's wrong. And Alara, the second you hear Ziva's body hit the floor, because you're like coat rack and then Ziva's body, you knew something was up then. So you guys can burst in if you would like. Okay. Yeah, I think we'll just look at each other and Yeah, Varys throws the door open. Uh so as as they go in. Ivy uh, is in the process of going, so this is what I was talking about. Um, you know how I was talking about the whole reincarnation bit? Um, <laughs> Ziva! They look over at Ziva and Cassius blinks incredulous at the situation, like just dumbfounded by the situation. And he just goes, how did she do it? In my defense, I'm only 20. She's very young. You can tell she's very young. So we're here to fix this. I need you to come back tonight. I, I, 
genuinely cannot process this right now. Um, I need you to come back. Ziva, Ziva actually goes, so Ziva goes, in my defense, I'm only 20. In my defense, I'm only 20. And today is my name day. You need to come back tonight so you can talk with Merwin because this, I'm going to be very upfront. We need, I, I cannot function. I understand that, but I'm going to be very upfront is if this is like, um, a, you're going to jump a situation. We're not going to do that. No, wait, what? What? You guys can all make insight checks on this if you'd like. But um, he looks at you and just goes. 11, 19. 14. So Varys doesn't really get much. He's more just a little preoccupied with what the fuck just happened. Ziva also doesn't quite clock anything. Um, she's also just like, are they going to attack me? What the fuck is happening? Ivy sees a true fear in their eyes that's not. You've seen fear in the sense that. There's a different level. There's different types. There's fear where you're going to attack or you're going to do something. And then there's just, I can't deal with this right now, level anxiety. And that's what you're seeing. You're just seeing a, a 50-year-old human man have a panic attack. He's not, he's, he cannot function right now. And he needs, he needs to kind of reconcile what's going on. Okay. We are going to be heading out now, Ziva. He is slumped over on his desk, which is the very messy one, by the way. Well, I'm going to dump my, like, water on the, um... Ooh, the never-ending flask. Oh, my God, yes. I'm going to take that out, and I'm just going to, like, hold it over it while <laughs> while they're, like, reconciling what they're going to do. And hopefully the um the thing goes out. Varys is going to offer a hand out to help Ziva up. I'm only 20. I can't be... This weird Kalian person. Ziva, not, no, no. Ziva, it's not right now. He guides her out of the door. Cassius is slumped over on his desk and Rhea is not as scared looking, but dumbfounded and is just like, I I don't even know what to do. Neither do we. I don't even know what to do. We'll come back tonight. We'll we'll talk to you guys later. We'll talk to you. This was great. Good to know you're all together. Apparently. Yes, I'm sorry for lying. We just needed... We weren't sure what we were walking into. Yeah, sorry for lying, too. I mean, you can understand why we were a little hesitant to tell the truth. Yeah, um, I understand. I think, yeah, just... She kind of gestures for you guys to leave. We leave. Yeah. Okay. As you guys are leaving the temple, that's where we're going to leave it for tonight. Well, that went great. About as well as we expected it to go, I think. Probably. Fucking, I just feel, you know, I feel vindicated, you know? Yeah. It's satisfying. (laughs) To be fair, you're not, you're not 100% on the mark, but you got a good chunk of it. I know, but just that some of the details, even some wind up. I was like, hmm. You got a good, I told you there was one theory in there that was on the nose. (laughs) (laughs) Very interesting. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we are so grateful for all of the continued support. Enjoying the podcast? Pull a Ziva and leave a fire five-star review. It's very helpful in getting us to reach more listeners. Like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and maybe tell a friend and help us get the word out. 
Don't forget to follow us at Rainbow Dice Club on all social platforms. And if you want to hang out with the cast and meet some really cool people, then grab the link to our Discord in the show notes. And if you still need more, head on over to our Ko-Fi where you can get access to early episodes, deleted scenes, and more. Special thanks to Josh at Tabletop Journeys Podcast for being our first ever Green Fiend tier subscriber on our Ko-Fi. We want to give a shout out to SG for the theme music and special thanks to our Ko-Fi supporters. We couldn't do it without all the community support we receive. April is International Autism Awareness Month, and in the spirit of it, the charity this month that we'd love to support and promote is ASIN, the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network. If you would like to reach out and support, we recommend you go to www.autisticadvocacy.org, or we will provide the link in the description below. All right, friends. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. And just remember that wherever you are in your journey, you are valid, you are accepted, and you are welcome at our table. Bye. 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 Hey friends, Sapria here. Each month we'll be featuring a creator in the TTRPG space whose content we think you'd enjoy. So if you're a fellow podcaster, an artist, or a TTRPG content creator of any sort, and you'd like to be featured, please reach out to us at Rainbow Dice Club on any of our socials to inquire. For the month of April, we're excited to spotlight our friends at Game Master Monday. Our story begins on a ship. A sinking ship. I, I've been in a lot of close, close scenarios where I, I could have died. <laughs> Honestly, if I don't stop this, I'm probably gonna die. The gnome is named Fernella Baron Badger. <laughs> she stands three feet tall, is the age of 42, and is just fucking tired of renting. <laughs> I don't like how this has been turned on me, Dad. I've been turned lied to. You. Yeah, I've been lied to my entire life. For 30 years, you've been telling me one thing, and now all of a sudden, out of the blue, I'm not supposed to believe what we believed my entire life. Come, adventurers, come to be healed. The quest can finally end. Game Master Monday proudly presents Defeating the Dungeon a four-part Dungeons & Dragons miniseries. Join us every Monday this April. Hey, guys. Yeah. Welcome to Double Digits in our in our Ooh. podcast. It's Double Digits. Oh, God, yeah. Double Digits. We're, we're in episode 10. Triptage. Uh, we're in Double and Dubs and Trips. Oh. All right, just start the podcast. <laughs> Wait, what is 10 in binary? No, we've already started, Ari. That's in the podcast. It's gonna be, that's like the first. Welcome back to the Rainbow <laughs> Dice Club. Trips and... I don't even know what I said. Dubs and trips. Dubs and trips. Is everyone's microphone plugged in? Does everyone have their headphones or whatever you, you normally do? Mic check, one, two, Let's one, two. It. Am I loud enough for all of you? I, I'm not wearing headphones. This is just my head shape. <laughs> <laughs> Aw, Lex is like, did I really miss that? No, I did. I missed you guys. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Did you know that 10 in binary is 10 Lex 10? is looking at us like, I love these fucking idiots, but shut up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>